ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You have tuned in to the Flyer Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, Mark E. Stewart, and this is my light-skinned partner, Rob Hunter. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Say something light-skinned to the people. Oh, I don't know any light-skinned phrases. All your phrases are light-skinned All of them are light-skinned phrases. Can I get some more Sunny D? That's that's white suburban. That's Sunny D? That Bob, I mean, me, but that, <laughs> my kids say that. <laughs> like, yeah, my exactly. kids say, can you get any more Sunny D? And, and what's those, those bars? bars? Z bars. Z yeah. bars. Yo, and who? That, yo, that's so suburban, I don't even know. Z bars is a healthy uh, alternative to, you know, like a Snickers or something like that. My kids, uh, and, and let me tell you something. I'm, all, right, all right, we didn't plan to start the show off like this. But them, them people, they you we get the whole big thing of Z bars. It's mass like mass that's because that's what you do in the suburb. You get everything in. We're mass trying quantity. to save money. No, you're just you're flexing. Trying to save bread. You're just flexing. Cause one of them is like three dollars, so you get like thirty of them, and you paying a dollar. You're stunning. <laughs> no. You like you're just stunning. Right. I got uh, 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 look, look. thirty of these. So if you put out, if let's say we was just leaving them, you know, out. Yeah. Man, them motherfuckers be gone in like a day and a half. You have three boys though. That like, happened. How did y'all eat? It's that that you divided eat. That's ten a piece in in thirty hours. And they know that because they can all do math except for Levi. And so <laughs> they know. Okay, I got ten. I'm gonna just go ahead and Kingston and kick kick these. He down does real that quick. shit with the pizza. When yeah. The pizza show up all of a sudden. He, 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 he didn't calculate oh, slices. Nah, yeah, because in school he came. Yeah. You know, oh two plus two. I don't know. But the, when the motherfucking pizza get there, <laughs> them three. He's like, mine. okay, so there's three. Okay, if I divide this way, okay, seven and carry the five. This is you know he does sure. that shit. And then while while the other people is getting their pizza, he looking over there like regulating. Like don't eat out of like your, 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 out of your <laughs> allotment. Your allotment, yeah. So they, so what we do is we ration out the Z bars like, and my wife hides them now. She hides them, uh, like, and how she she you would think she's hiding like the Dead Sea Scrolls or something. Like she's hiding them up under stuff. Up, sure. I, and, and I was gonna say where she's hiding them, but sometimes my son listens to the yeah, podcast and then he'll know. So I can't give away. But he does know they're being hidden. <laughs> yes, and now so. You know, we'll put out like three or four, you know what I'm saying? And then they'll they'll be gone. But you have to ration out the snacks is what I'm saying. Yeah, that happens. I grew up with two brothers. I was a middle middle child. And food is like, man, you have no idea. Especially the single. See, you got two-parent household. I, I grew up, me and my brothers grew up in a single. A I grew single, up in a single, single parent. No, I'm saying your kids. Oh, yeah. Your kids are growing up in two parents. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. Yeah. And um, I'm sure, Marcellus Wiley will think that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that adds to your blackness. You yeah. didn't, we had it rough. <laughs> only oh, one parent. Only one parent. Okay, um, good. But uh, yeah, they have to resort to doing stuff like that in order to just save food because you would. We would get food. My mom would do grocery shopping on like Saturday for like the week. Yeah. And like it was barely any food left by like Monday morning. <laughs> like we would just mess, we would mess it up, and it was so discouraging to her because we would we were eating not even in times because we were really hungry. We yeah. were just like just doing bored, man, yeah, know, just bored. Like yeah, yeah, and that's it's like so. So my wife she be doing that, and then and, and the thing is, my wife is a very wonderful, sweet lady. She but is. But when the food I can be gone fast, she turns into Cruella Deville. Uh, <laughs> what's the mean lady in Annie? The Carol Burnett play. <laughs> she turned in. I never uh, saw Annie. 
she turned into just the worst, and she get the cussing. Why did you see Annie? Well, my kids have looked at it now. You don't put that on your kids? That Annie's yeah. like 50 years old. But they remade it with Jamie Foxx. Oh, they did? Yeah. Didn't they? They remade it with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not up. Yeah, and we ha- we have both of them. You got the old one, too? <laughs> we got the old one. Like, that's tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, like, I, yeah. but I didn't know that. See, I had never oh. seen it myself. Like, I saw it when it was on, but I just saw a little white girl acting tough, yeah. and I just had no interest. Annie, what's her name? Annie Warbucks? No, oh, no. Okay, Daddy I do. Warbucks? I do. Yes, I do know Is this. Is this the story yeah. of the Warbucks the War- I did not know that that's where Daddy Warbucks came from. Until, Did he get his bucks from the war? Is that why he named it? I don't know where he got his bread from because maybe it says is he in rich? the story. Yeah, oh, he's he is wildly rich. He's the Jay Z of that whole situation. He might be Bill Bigger Gates. Yeah, oh, he got yeah that. yeah. Daddy Warbucks got some bread. So, okay. I, but I didn't. So they had called him Mr. Warbucks in the movie, and I was walking by, and I was like, "Is that what that?" I was to ask Maria, like that what Daddy Warbucks came from. And she was like, yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't know. You didn't know. And I'm like, it's because Marie, now she came up with the two-parent two the, the two family. And so she went and seen all of that. She seen the she seen it live on she stage. She seen all the uh, the Ghostbusters. I had never, I still ain't seen Ghostbusters from front to back. And I have I all saw the, the original Ghostbusters. Wasn't a big fan. Well, I just, I was a, like a, I mean, you know this, I was an Eddie guy. You know, I yeah. I, I didn't like ghouls and goblins. And, I, still don't, I still don't like ghouls and goblins. Yeah, yeah I don't, I mean, neither. Yeah. Like, there's certain exceptions, right? And we've, we've gone over those yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. like, I wasn't like, and, and then when I was little, <laughs> down a big rabbit hole now. When I was little, like, when the, when the, when the movie used to come on, if that shit ain't say rated R, I'm checking out. Like, because I yeah. knew it was a chance to see some titties. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> so, in the 80s, they never failed. There was always some gratuitous yes, yeah. And you would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in there. I don't care what the storyline. Yeah, I don't care. I'd be like, oh, Porky's coming on. Yep, yeah! Yep, yep. And then you'd be like, man. And then when they came out with the tapes, the videotape. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm aging myself. But so, I remember, <laughs> you remember when they came out with the tapes? But the yeah, point is, yeah. though, is that, like, you watch I, whatever I, had you no, want. I had no interest in any type of... Uh, you know, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is amazing. Well, I'm not saying it's bad. I just like, you know, once I saw like he was like Michael J. Fox and, <laughs> and this weird scientist. I, I like the movie's I, that awesome. wasn't my thing. Well, I've seen most of one because my son my son loves it. Yeah. And I know now Biff and uh, Biff Tannen. Okay. Biff Tannen. Yeah, he's yeah. basically Trump. Oh man. Then I ain't putting it back on then. No, nah, you gotta see that. That's awesome. <laughs> Listen. It's funny that you brought up Z, Z snacks. Is that what it is? Z bars. Z bars. Z bars. Yeah, Z bars and, Cl- and Cliff bars. They like Cliff bars. Too. I don't even know who's Cliff. Well, Cliff got more protein in it. Yeah, Cliff is. I like want to know why Cliff is putting. It's more like protein a youth protein bar. Yeah, Cliff bars. Fire. Well, they think they're fire. This like, amazing stuff, man. This amazing suburban stuff. You got to be on the rich side of town for all this stuff. Your ass. They up. did not have that. I, I mean, look. Well, I mean, what they buy? What they supposed to eat? Goddamn, you know. Well, you know what they're supposed to eat? Chico sticks. You know what they supposed to eat? What? These new damn chicken sandwiches that Popeyes that came out with. Oh, why don't you yo. get them that so they can get in touch with they they okay. blackness? Okay, so this morning, I okay. So if, for those of you, you you won't know this. So we're trying to put the show together yesterday, and I'm you know sent over the show topics to Mark. You know. Yeah, just tell and, them our whole process. And uh, well, well, yeah, well, tell, well I, I don't think it's a big secret that we come up with them how, together. Tell them specifically how we how we come over here. Send the show topics over, 
And I was like, yo, you know, we, we, we should, he's like, these are great. And uh, so this is great. We, you know, he puts the show in order, whatever. Then this morning he, he goes, um, yeah, so we're going to start the show with the uh, Chick-fil-A uh, Popeye's thing. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop by cause, to get the sandwich. And he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I'm eating like, chicken on camera. Nah, you know like, why are we gonna be in here, kind of country ass <laughs> messes that we gonna be sitting there like, eating chicken, just buying into a supporting the stereotype? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Too. I was gonna say as we were doing it, the moment all white folks have been waiting for. Exactly. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> they're chicken eaters. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Real like, chicken eaters. Like, and you know what's funny? So I like when we were down in oh gosh Rosemary <laughs> Beach, we were the only black people there. They were playing a rap song, and I was telling. They are looking for you for the words. Yeah, I, no, I was telling. I was telling my. I was telling my man. I was with. I was like, why? There's like a. There's like one other black family. I was like, why are they doing all the black dances? <laughs> I was like, why are they doing that? Because they're on the beach. Because celebrating. I was like, I was like, I was like, because all the all the white folks are looking. at me like, look, they're doing black stuff. <laughs> They're, do, they're doing all the black stuff that we see on TV. You know, they're looking at it's like like they're at the zoo looking at a snake about to eat a rat. They're like, oh, 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 oh. he's got him. Oh, now he's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like they're all looking at the, anyway, my point is, so, so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I was going to do it with uh, Travis, the black Ed McMahon. We, he, we were going to do it together. Mm-hmm. So we pull up at the damn Popeye's. Popeye's open at 10 a.m. We get there at 10, 16. The line is going out into the street. Out into the street. The line is, is wrapped around the... I know you had to leave your general area to find a Popeye's because I know you don't have one in the same area where they have Z-Bars and Cliff Bars. So where what part of town did you go to? I'm just out of curiosity because I know they do not have one by you. Okay, d- by me is relative. Okay, that's the first thing. You went away from your general vicinity. Like six miles. Them folks out there do not want any of your fried chicken. It's like six miles. No, Love that chicken from Popeye's. There aren't no, any, no, they don't. There aren't any Bojangles. There's yeah. no KFCs. No. And there's no Popeye's in yeah. my area. The, Surprise. We, I'm we, shocked. We do have Chipotle. Um, of course you do. That serves chicken. Um, and, uh, and of course, Z-Bars and Cliff Bars. Somewhere everywhere got Z-Bars. Go pull up on the Walmart. They got them on deck. Okay. Hey, but look, but go though. Ahead. So, we get, so, yeah, I drive. And, and the part of the town that I drove to was like six miles away. was a little bit more seedier. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, we try to pull in, and we can't pull in. So he couldn't even get into the parking lot. Um, I was riding with Travis. He we couldn't even get inside the parking lot. We literally could not get inside the parking lot. So I so I looked inside. I was like, "Well, there's not that many people in there. I'll just go inside." As I'm going inside, young lady comes out cursing. Them motherfuckers. They 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 the manager said they ain't even got no chicken sandwiches ready. They cooking legs first. I took off work to come down here. <clears throat> so she you was telling me that really happened that no that just happened that sounds like a like a skit from some skit show on television i know like like from like in living color or something yeah, or yeah. key and peel or something yeah, like. no bro this like yeah Hollywood this is, we're, it's, it, we're in the morning we're still in the morning yeah yeah it was like 10 16 when we pulled in she comes out mad she was like and i'm gonna complain about the manager jarvis and they only got two people in there working so she was like he said that they, they ain't gonna have no chicken sandwiches for about an hour and so the point I'm telling, I'm telling everybody, the plan was to get a chicken sandwich and go buy Chick-fil-A, grab another chicken sandwich and have the taste test live or not live, but do the taste test on the show. But we were foiled by uh, Jarvis, the manager, on the show. J- J- Jarvis, <laughs> Jarvis, the manager was uh, <laughs> did not 
First of all, I guess he was understaffed. I guess then, Jarvis. Jarvis. And then uh, secondly, I guess he decided, you know, with his managerial expertise to cook the thing that nobody was showing up for first. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's so, like that's funny because I've been following this. Like, I, I, it's hard to miss. I mean, it's taken over um, all social media or at least, you know, black Twitter, black Instagram. Like everybody's sort of invested on this thing. It's for me. I'm not a big chicken sandwich eater. I am just like, give me my chicken regular fried, like just like pieces. You, you don't mess with the spicy chicken sandwich from. I'm not a. Chick-fil-A. I'm not a sandwich guy, and I'm not a Chick Fil A guy. I I'll eat Chick Fil A. Really? Okay. Six, maybe six times a year. I mean, that's probably like a normal person. Like once every two months. Like a normal person, yeah. We, my wife, like, I'm, I, and and when I do it, it's kind of like just literally to throw. Like uh, I gotta get something to eat real quick. It's I don't like love what they do. Now the interesting thing is, well, I'm super interested in it, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. The reason why this is interesting because I'm in the business trends, and if you notice, and I know you know this because it's a, a Chick Fil A is a Southern company, an Atlanta company. And they have moved up to three. We've talked about this on a previous podcast. Uh, the third most successful uh, fast food franchise in the country, uh, which is amazing considering that they have significantly less stores than the the two things above them, Starbucks number two, McDonald's number one. And they're closed on Sunday. So you have one less day of grabbing revenue. Uh, and they don't stay open mad late. Uh, there's probably no 24-hour Chick-fil-A's anywhere. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go on live and say They got them is, elf houses, though. That doesn't exist. Um, is it an elf house? But they still managed to to sell this premium chicken sandwich and other items and this lemonade that people go crazy for and these fries that are really, really good. I ain't got a lot of fries are fire. The waffle fries? The waffle fries are really good. The Polynesian sauce? Yeah. I, I used to just use the traditional um, barbecue sauce. That's good too. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, probably, yeah, I mean you can't go wrong. I mean, you with got the waffle fries. Yeah, but they're waffle fries. So you, you can get, just eat that. Just... And, and here's the other thing too. I didn't notice this until the other day. I, I got some of those fries that give you sea salt. Really? They don't even give you like the like the high blood pressure salt that you get from the iodized. Yeah, yeah. like the like you get from McDonald's. Yeah, they give you sea salt. Hey, and oh, but yeah, they're but, very thoughtful. <laughs> yet. Right wing, right Trump, super right wing, yeah. oppressive thing. So yes. I've been seeing people comment on this: why this is such a triumph for people. This 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 Popeye chicken sandwich being quote unquote better. I've only heard that. Like I've not heard that all oh, Chick Fil A wins. It's like now people are going. We can finally stop messing with Chick Fil A because even though we knew your politics were messed up. Your chicken sandwich was so good we couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, just as a as a uh, a person who watches business, I wonder how this is going to affect Chick Fil A's business if they see a mass exodus of black people. Well, because white people are not going to stop. I no no. In fact, they'll double down. Like well, now you, you see so many more people. I be at the pools and all you see is like Papa John's boxes, and I think that's on purpose. But well, and I was. It, you went down a, a slightly different road. I'm just saying that most black people... They be doubling down. I mean, I mean most, most of your neighbors are not going to go where you went and go that distance to get a different chicken sandwich. That was the point I was That's making. number one, yeah. because there's just not as many Popeyes. There's not as many Popeyes right. in those areas. But they... But, so I talked to um, our guy Chris, who's helping us out. He's you had to give any, he's had, any details? He's had the sandwich three times. <laughs> 
He had the sandwich three times, and he said the pro. He said it is it is much better than Chick Fil A's, but the problem is, and Chris is white, but the problem is, he said, is that the subsequent two two other times he had the sandwich, it was not as good as the first. So he said he does. He's not sure if they're going to be able to keep up with the demand, and he said the customer service is whack as usual. So sure, and that and that is actually where. Chick Fil A wins and wins big every time. Yeah, their yeah. their customer service is uh, it's akin to Starbucks. Yeah, I'll be look, looking at my skin like y'all know I'm black, right? You know, like, y'all. Still- <laughs> hey, have you ever noticed like when you pull up to Starbucks, you can? I think you were on the phone with me the other day, and uh, when I was at Starbucks, and and what happens is subconsciously you come, they be so nice that you come outside of your even your normal niceness, the energy, and you be like. Hey, how have you been? Oh, how's your family? Like you just, sure. and I'd be like, wait, Rob can't hear me. Like I was like so outside of sure. my normal self, sure. having a gleeful Starbucks conversation. It's a joyful conversation. Sure, it is. They because they're, they're about about to pass you all the caffeine, and they're about to give you. For me, I be getting you know the sandwiches and the egg white sure, bites. Sure, sure. And they're like, how's hey, how's it going? Oh, and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. And, they, and they like to tell you about the stuff. Yeah, like they, they give you information about yeah, stuff. That, yeah, and you'd be like, I, I didn't think as much as I come here, I could learn something new. But Megan, you taught me <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. And then you start now. You start putting the extra, Megan. Yeah, <laughs> no, start. totally. You like it, like Starbucks make you come completely outside of yeah. your because they giving me they transferring the energy. Yes, to us. Like I pull up. And then that's the that's the thing with like when you get bad customer service, then you be like, oh, whatever. I'm never coming here again. You too then. Yeah. You, that's why you work here. Like yeah. you start going down. <laughs> that's why I'm leaving. What's the wage here now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. You act like you didn't know what you were getting paid for, you came in here. You, yeah. So facts. so 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 anyway, so yeah, so anyway, the 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 taste test, which Mark was against, did yeah. not happen. I didn't realize that in the original text that you sent. Taste test. I guess I was skimming, or as my brother says, lacking in reading, reading comprehension. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I saw it today. And I was like, we're not doing that. I was like, yo, we need to do it. We need nah, to do it. We man. can do. We can have a taste test and then come back and report about it. We are not going to sit here on these we cameras. We should do it on. And start. We eating. should close our and, eyes and eating in the microphone. We should close our eyes. No, we're not doing that. And just it's like the like the Coke taste test, like from Coke or Pepsi back in the eighties. You know, it's one last one last thing I'm gonna say on the uh, on the Popeyes thing, which was crazy, is that in the first few days of their their launch, they got uh, twenty three and a quarter million dollars worth of free pub, like free publicity marketing. Um, just through social, just through people sharing and whatever. And add our That's audience. amazing. Yeah, I mean, we just That's spent another, like a legit 30 how minutes much on you my platform how much your you, platform. How much you say? How many, how 20, much 23 and a quarter million 23 and a quarter. So, so we had another, add another 24, 2 million. Yeah, 25 million. Just from us talking about <laughs> so it. So y'all could deliver us some chicken sandwiches up here. <laughs> and we will eat them on the camera. <laughs> we will not. I'm going to go. We will not. You will, be, that'll be like, Mark is sick today and Rob's doing the show I'll be alone. chasing Mark around with the sandwich. Come on, man. I won't even be here that day. Um, I want to, uh, if we can, because last week was a... Um, Pretty volatile week with respect to the uh, the Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick situation. We had a really great show about it. It was really reacted to well. Lots of comments and uh, things that came in. <clears throat> just to, excuse me, just to us here at Statlines Matter. And my phone was blowing up. 
And so we want to do a quick follow-up. Um, not a ton has happened, but a little bit has happened uh, in the uh, in the Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick front from last week's show. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Jay-Z, Kaepernick, it was Jay-Z kind of versus Kaepernick. Then it was uh, Jay-Z versus Kaepernick versus J.D. And Jay-Z versus Kaepernick versus J.D. versus Dame Dash. And then Marcellus Wiley and Whitlock have thrown their their hat into the uh, into the ring. Um, so I guess the news had come out that uh, Jay-Z had reportedly uh, spoke to Jermaine last year and told him and asked him not to also be involved with this and you know, social media went wild with that. Jay Z had he had he told Jay D had the same deal. He told like people were. Did just, they say it like that? Oh my gosh, that was totally the vibe. I could hear it coming through the uh, <laughs> through the, the tweets. And, I, and then and then Jay Z then went down to Malago and he signed a deal with Roger Goodell. That's what I heard. Like you're just getting all of these. And then he the one told them don't hire Kaepernick back. That's what I heard. You're just hearing all these things, and so. J.D. went on uh, the Big Tigger show here in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and said it very plainly. That conversation never took place. Um, Jay-Z is his brother. And, in fact, that he never really worked with the NFL in an official capacity. He was working with Verizon, who was obviously a sponsor of the league. So, by extension, I guess, you know, he was doing something. But he was just throwing concerts in the park. But didn't – and, again – for for our audience that doesn't that, that that doesn't necessarily know this, and this is just kind of all cards up, I know some of these characters, if not personally, I'm acquainted with them. Um, Brian Michael Cox, as I as I heard it, was the person who said who's a close collaborator of Jermaine Dupree is the one that I first heard say that this conversation happened. Uh, well, he was, actually- and I know, and I know that Cox. Like, I know him to not be the type of person to be just reckless about conversation. So he went and said, this conversation happened. And then I feel like I heard that Flex verified the conversation and then put it out in New York. Brian Mock, Michael Cox, was in the same interview with Jermaine. Said, so he reversed he his said, field? He said, yeah. They or said he that. said he didn't say it? He or said, he said, he said, he said I didn't No, he said, I didn't say it the way that they trying to make it seem. I said, how did he, he try to? How, like, he was like, does anybody they, have he his said, quote? They had a conversation. He was like, but I never said that JD told him not to do that. I never said that. Or oh, Jay Z, Jay Z and JD is. It sounds like right. they got it. They sound like they phone but, rang. But they were there together. Yeah, no, it sounds like they, they phone rang. Well, no, no, it sounded like somebody. Jay Z, you need said, to go. He said, clean this he up. said, have y'all spoken? You know, and J- and JD said, yeah. He said, man, that's my brother. Yeah, yeah, we spoke. You know, and he's like, and he said, I hadn't decided to say anything because I didn't know that this was going. He said, when I got back on the plane to come back to Atlanta. I had seen well Brian Michael Cox had said all of these things and all of that, and he was like, and when I landed, they had a conversation. Brian Michael Cox put the, put it in context, and then they decided to go on the air together to make sure that they set the record straight that okay. this that this never happened. And so, and but they could have set that record straight on Twitter, on Instagram. Well, I guess I guess given, that's where the record got unstraight. But I guess when you when you when they film you saying it, and you know, I think they put it I out think there, they phone rang. I'm leaving at that. I mean, it could have rang. Because I know how that works. But what we do I know how that works. What we do know is he said that that never happened. And I think unless we hear something else directly from him, that's what I'm going Well, with. there something happened because, like I said, you don't, if you're not denying the, the conversation, if Cox is saying, well, I was misquoted, and I know Cox and him are close, you know what I mean? Like, we, that's a long trip from 
it never happened. To well, no, he said they spoke. He said yeah. JD said that him and Jay Z spoke, but uh, before, while this was going on, so last why would Cox say that? Did Cox say why he would say that? I didn't hear the interview. They well, okay. The full disclosure: when I saw JD sitting there, I just fast forwarded to JD's part. So I saw, I heard a little bit. You about saw what Cox he was sitting saying. there, but you didn't hear there. what he was saying. Yeah, but uh, when I but when he was talking and and Jermaine was was uh Jermaine was telling his side of the story. Uh, Brian Michael Cox was like, "Yes, that's what happened. Yes, this okay. is not. I, yes, hey, fair he was like, and he was like, one little thing gets taken over here, and it gets, and he, and they were just talking about how social media can can just create whole different stories and narratives off of something that. So that's why they felt like that he needed to go. But th- that's that's the one thing that really threw me, and I could call Brian Michael Cox and ask him this, but I don't understand if you know, like we all know people, and if you know that this is going to turn into that, why tweet, talk, interview, just stay out of it? Like, let it happen. I mean, you know. I'm Because so, so. we can all pick up the phone and get near. I'm not saying get a quote, like, from Goodell or Jay-Z, but everybody got people close where you can get information that you can run to your social media with. And I'm saying that Cox is close enough to the situation where he, that, that seemed seemed out of character for him. Uh, maybe, well, maybe you know. Obviously, particularly for something that he didn't at the moment in time feel passionate about. So, yeah, it sounded like he was hyped, went to his social media, and now is what we call it when Trump does it, walking it back. I, you know, I, he could have done that. I just know what JD said. JD said that, that that he said they had a conversation him and him and Jay Z, and they they were t- they they spoke and and that Jay Z let him know. Uh, where he stood on yeah. the, on the Ka- Kaepernick situation, but he said he said the people that were telling him not to do it were people from his community. He said Jay Z never said mm-hmm. don't do this, and 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 furthermore, it wasn't in an official capacity, and and it's not it's not the same thing that Jay that Jay Z has. He has an official partnership yeah, yeah, yeah. with with the NFL yeah. to 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 not produce concerts, but to obviously do the music piece, and we right. talked about the social media, so that part's been covered. Right. So it's a completely different. Set up and to add to that, Jermaine said, "I, I absolutely support what he's doing." Yeah, I, I, he said because somebody hey, on the record, somebody's got to be, yeah, somebody's got to be first. Somebody's got to get in there. Somebody's yeah. got to do this. So, no, no doubt. Uh, one, one, one other thing that I saw on this note that I thought was, um, that I thought was cool or interesting anyway, got my attention was um, the Miami Dolphins coach Brian Fro- Brian Flores took his own little stance. Uh, and through his support in his own way, because he has a player on his team by the name of Kenny Stills. Uh, Kenny Stills used to be on New Orleans before he was on Miami. Yes, he right? did, yeah. yeah. And I think he went to Oklahoma. Correct. Um, and so Kenny had something to say. You know, I thought it was messed up. I'm paraphrasing. I don't want give to give him a direct quote. But, like, he didn't. He wasn't a, uh, approving of what, what Jay-Z did or whatever. And I just thought it was kind of dope that, Blind Flores, who comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree, uh, played eight Jay-Z songs in a row at practice. Because they play, I don't know if y'all know this, but they play uh, music at practice in a lot of uh, pro teams, just in order to keep everything light and keep guys engaged. You know, you know these new millennials, you got to... And you know we love gotta, our music. You got to stimulate, you got to stimulate these millennials. <laughs> We're very musical people. Um, so they play, they play different music, so coach... Uh, it made them play like eight Jay Z records, and then what I thought was the really cool part is came out in a press conference and said to Kenny Stills, issued him a challenge and said, "Look, 
you know, you worrying about all that, you need to worry about getting open and making some plays. And you haven't been the whole camp. So <laughs> you need to. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? No, oh, boy. And he was like dead face. Like I challenged him, told him he has not made any plays this entire camp and that he needs to. Yeah, I mean, so you know, he got a lot on his mind, Stephen Ross. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's speaking up, talking. He's gonna be talking over here with Stat Lines Matter, yeah, reporting <laughs> on the game instead of playing in it. Hey, we welcome Kenny. You know, you hey, know. I, listen, he he seemed like a smart guy, but if he's smart, he gonna. I just make some plays. I just found it was it's interesting that you have all of these, not all of these, but some of these people taking the stats, um, the stance against Jay Z, Kenny Stills, and Eric Reed, and the likes. And, you know, the question in Jay-Z's record, Damon Dash, I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably seen what he said on the No Jumper podcast. But, you know, saying that everybody knows that Jay ain't shit. And, and I'm not denying that maybe some maybe there's some deals or some interactions that Jay-Z would have had like would have liked to have back. I'm sure all of us would have would probably have haven't shown our best selves in certain situations. But Jay-Z and his, uh, you know, you know, his effectiveness and his interest in raising awareness and social injustice has been well documented throughout the years through, uh, you know, various. I mean, I mean, he's been it's going on four decades now. And the first one wasn't social injustice, but he donated all the proceeds from his Denver concert back in 1999 to the Columbine uh, situation. Then, uh, you know, obviously all the way through the 2000s, he set up trust for uh, Sean Bell's kids, who, the gentleman who got shot the morning yeah. of his uh, by wedding. NYPD, he set up a club, trust for the, the kids. Uh, yeah, the, uh, after the strip yeah. club. And, you know, the list goes on and on. He's raised over $4 million for scholarships and uh, for kids and, and counseling and all these things yeah. that just, they, they sound ambiguous, but these are the things that he's done. And so just to, yeah, you know, to question. Jay's got a lot of equity. To, yeah, and to question it though, like, oh, I can't believe he's, you know, he did this and he can't believe he I don't did want, that. I don't want to relitigate our last podcast, but I think. The part that gets lost in that, and because I don't think anybody's questioning, uh, questioning Jay's commitment or his accomplishments within the things that he. That they you are just, questioning the that, genuineness of what that, he's doing, though. No, no, no. They're they're questioning the this this thing, not his career, not any of that stuff. They're just literally going what we understand, and there's sometimes, I, not sometimes, I guarantee you, there's things that that those of us that are not close. To the situation, don't understand conversations that were had that have not been made public. But if you're sitting on the outside and you're looking in, there's going to be things that they don't understand that have happened, and they're just looking at it, going from what I can tell and what I can see, that this is my take on it. And so you're you're making like, and everyone's sort of guilty of this, of of digging in and making a hardline position on something we don't have all the all the information on, and it has not played itself out. So I think. I don't think it's about people questioning Jay-Z has well-earned equity in the community. And I don't think there's anybody that would argue that. But that's and the I don't point, think that's right? Eric so Reed. why are you taking but that this one thing and going, oh, but he's also, selling but out. But on the flip side, he's it also out. doesn't give you a unilateral pass. And I think, and, and like I said before, not to relitigate, but when he has a soundbite that is going to bite all the time, and that is we're past kneeling. And I watched it. I actually watched it last night a couple times. Like the smirk on his face a little bit is also gives a little sense like like almost like it was dismissive. Well, because and I think guy, for because people the reporter asked him, Are you gonna kneel? And he was like, Wait a minute, we're here doing a partnership. Right. What no, you, no, no. What I'm why saying are you is, asking me that? What I'm saying is I'm giving you context to why people who think differently than you 
might feel that way. If you looked at the clip and you see somebody smirking about something that you thought was important. You just dig in on guys, that. You just dig you in on that. You know, I don't think you necessarily dig in on that, but I think they have a right to – I think the people, and I said this before, I don't have a – a side on this, or I my side is I support both entities because I want Jay to do great. I, I'm rooting for my brother and his team to do what they do, like uh, his Rock Nation team. His whole his whole outfit is amazing, but I also think that Colin Kaepernick is a hero, and that doesn't Jay Z's he is a hero. Jay Z's um, ambition and accomplishments moving forward don't, should never ever change people seeing Colin Kaepernick as a hero. I don't think, I don't think, I don't know how that would happen. It's uh, happening. It's and, happening. And, and I, do you want to touch on this or not so much? I mean, I you know, mean, we, you know no, what I'm no, talking no, about? We, yeah, you're, we're talking about, um, Marcellus Wiley. We're talking, yeah, and, yeah, Mar- and, and, go ahead, please. No, it. I just didn't, I just didn't know if you No, because I think that, to. I think that needs to come in because I think what's happening is that you have a lot of ignorant dudes that are using this opportunity to push out some, I don't know, some theories or whatever that just don't make sense. Marcellus Wiley went on, used his TV show, his platform to, and again, I I hate quoting guys because I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I'll paraphrase and if I get anything wrong, uh, y'all correct me. But basically saying that because Colin Kaepernick is biracial and that he was adopted by a white family, that he doesn't even have the right to really talk about the injustice because he hasn't really experienced it. Yeah, um yeah, and he was And then dumbass Jason Whitlock, I said it, co-signed that. Well, well, and I think that I think that the so the problem so there's there's a, a number of different problems here, right? Um you know, him saying uh you know, him saying that um he, he Marcellus Wiley and Jay-Z are guilty of giving Colin Kaepernick a pass and that this movement, he was he and that Marcellus Wiley said that he was against kneeling from the beginning, but he didn't say anything. And he said because kneeling has nothing to do with what the situations that they, that they uh, go through in their communities, unless you can monetize it or materialize it and monetize it and get the resources that to affect that. I don't know if he has been paying attention, but the the. Colin Kaepernick, when he got up, he gave a million dollars and raised another million dollars. So when you start talking about getting up and 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 monetizing, he did that. The Players Coalition got the eighty-nine million dollars in response to the protest. That's another monetization. That's eighty-nine million dollars. And so we clear too, just because I because I hear this. If I can just stop you for one second, I hear this all the time that oh, these guys got eighty-nine million dollars and these guys guys did a settlement and everything's even. These guys got $89 million to apply resources to initiatives. They're not, they didn't get an $89 million check to run home with. To no, be quiet. no, it went to the Players but, Coalition, which is a nonprofit. Right, to right. Raise but awareness. what happens is in the discussion, in the dialogue, people are taking that to mean they got $89 million and everybody got money, so they to should just shut up. go throw up at the club. I, I hope that's I, not I, what they're thinking. I think that people, you know? when they say it and they hear it, they're not really understanding no, the difference between. The settlement that these guys got for salary that they were owed for being black, effectively blackballed, put back in their pocket money that they were entitled to and that they would have won in court. Yeah. Which is why, and everybody always says that the players settled. They The players agreed to a settlement once the, the NFL wanted to settle out of court. These guys, that other situation was completely different. 
and that money goes to a nonprofit. Yeah. Um. And and Whitlock said that uh, Jason Whitlock said that uh, that Eric Reed and Kaepernick have made a gigantic mistake on declaring themselves the gatekeepers on what is black, and they're not qualified. Meaning Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Um. And I just think I think when you have when you use your so my I, my question is this: What when did you ever raise? What did you sacrifice? What did you? How much money have you raised for 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 social injustice? You're using your platform basically to establish a de facto purity test of race. You know, or his mom, he's half black. Nessa is not black at all. So you're talking about an African Muslim ain't black enough? She's she's Egyptian. Yeah, she's Muslim. So if she not black enough, who is? Right. What is the statements? Honestly, the statements were were horrific. And I'm going to say it, if nobody else will, if a white uh, commentary, commentator said those type of incendiary things, we would be calling for their jobs. They would probably lose their jobs. That, sh- that shit was reckless. It was super reckless. It was reckless. Yeah. And I think, I think so, so this man, his kneeling, his raising... All types of money, you know, getting Kobe Bryant involved, you know, getting all these people to match the hundred for hundred thousand dollar challenge along with his million dollars. That's not that's not black enough for you. Him losing his job isn't black enough for you. Yeah. I all because he's biracial. There's a there's a senator in 1996 that well, there's a man that ran for the for state senate in 1996 in Illinois. He won. Eight years later, he ran for U.S. Senate. He won. In 2008, he ran for presidency, and he won. Are we saying that Barack Obama isn't black enough, enough for you to be the president? Right. Is he not? Is he not? So he not black, right? So I guess I, your your purity test. You using your platform as a purity test. Like what? What? How? How black are you? You won a typewriting contest in high school. You <laughs> you won a type. You went to you went to Columbia. You went to yeah. You went to you went to Columbia. You your whole life you've been living at trying to get upper mobility, and I don't I don't begrudge you that. No. But I think going to I guess once and for all, if there's if there if there isn't a clear point of perspective on this, going to to the Ivy League school does not make you intellectually sophisticated. You can be smart, but his lack of understanding and the, and the interesting thing about this is you're you're questioning their blackness. The irony in this whole thing is that you starting to look like a double agent. I'm not saying you're a double agent. I'm simply saying you're starting to fit the description. Jason Whitlock is full. He, I mean, he's a contributor on Tucker Carlson's show. Jason Whitlock has, is complete. He's with the David Clarks. He's with the Paris Denards. He's with the Candace Owens. He's been with those guys, Like That's though, what like, I'm saying. Like, he, so, he, He's not looking like a no, double I'm agent. Saying, no, I'm, he's been on no, that for some I'm time. I'm saying he's not a double agent. He's yeah. clearly over there. Yeah. Whereas Marcellus Wiley, I believe, I'm not saying he's a double agent, but if I had to bring in, you know, the suspects, yeah. He'd be one of them that I brought in. We've already gone way farther in giving those guys um any light. Like I'm I'm disgusted. I've been disgusted with Jason Whitlock for a minute. So as long as I got a live mic, um, he'll be somebody I always speak out against. Didn't Jace, Jesse Williams, biracial guy, Grey's Anatomy actor, yeah. win the BET Award for his humanitarian efforts against social injustice? We shouldn't... Like, what are we like, talking we, about? We shouldn't... We literally should not be sitting here trying to come up with justifications for their ridiculous statement. Like, 
it was ridiculous. We should dismiss it as such. Then no, um, we just hey Marcellus Wiley. Dismiss it. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I, I'll get in on Jason a little bit more just because I think he has a longer record of type of reckless type of statements. I, I expect better. He's attacked. From, he's attacked Serena Williams. Yeah, he's attacked LeBron. Uh, he t- he attacked when LeBron. LeBron when LeBron's he called he called Kaepernick. He called Kaepernick an attention seeking whore. Yeah. On the Tucker Carlson show. Yeah. These are LeBron, all LeBron's been a regular target of his. These are all talking points of Tommy Lauren. Yes. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity. You you you're repeating the same mantras, the same you know the same company line. Yeah. That they are. Yeah. I expect better than Marcellus because like Mar- Marcellus seriously, bro. When you're when your viewpoint gets that close to Jason Whitlock, you need to check it. You need to check yourself. He said he wanted to keep it a thousand. That the identity in this movement has been lost because the identity of the people that started you know has always been in question. He never, but he never, at least publicly, chose to use his platform to say that. And he said he's a business. He was against now. kneeling from the beginning. Well, do you know how how incredulous that is? Well, see, the thing is, and but you like you, the second part that you said, but I didn't say anything. Then, then don't say that. Then just say you've been with it until today. Because what difference does it make of something you're not willing to go on the record on? I, I said, and to boil this all the way back, and why I think Colin's a hero, and this could just be like literally me being just like a, a business person, but when you boil this down to the, to the nitty-gritty, the going rate to play quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, is anywhere from $22 million to $30 million per season. I knew when he was still playing on the 49ers and all of this started to boil over, I knew that he was putting his career in jeopardy. And he could have stopped. He could have easily stopped. And whether or not he would have stayed on the 49ers or went to another team, he could have just been like, you know what, let me fall back because there's a $22 million to $30 million check at stake. Backups are getting anywhere from 5 to to 15 14 in some cases. Um, it's a lot of money playing quarterback. Oh no, they getting they, they getting, getting it. They, they getting, getting to that money. They getting it. Like he's a hero because he did something that not one person that I know of, that I know personally or that I know indirectly, would give up that money for that principle. Well, and and you think you got to think Period. like the civil rights movement is filled with heroes that that were not black. It was filled with heroes that came down here that abandoned their you right. know a lot of their churches. Not I want to say abandoned, but left to come down. And join the movement to lock arms with all the civil rights leaders that were that were down here. The truest heroes are those, you know, th- those are the he, that 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 can actually say, "This is what I sacrificed." Right. This is what I've done. Right. That's why, to me, you gotta you have to ride with Jay Z, and you have to ride with Kaepernick, and you can't. There is no, there is no. I'm with this or I'm with that. They're both trying to push the culture forward. They have. Currently, right now, as it stands, it seems like they have they, they have a little bit of a disagreement, but that's between them. Right. I support both of them. I support both of them too, and I think where I differ from a lot of people is that I'm going to keep my criticism of Eric Reed and and Colin Kaepernick to an absolute minimum, if any at all, because of what I feel like they sacrificed. I think that Jay Z made some mistakes as the bigger entity. I think Jay Z is a bigger brand than both of those guys combined. And I think there was a significant error made in him saying that we passed the kneeling. And I think that part he's got to clean up. I don't, I'm not in the place of where I'm willing to sort of blame them equally. As long as those guys continue to have put the things at stake that they did, I'm not, I don't have any real criticisms of them because I think they've earned the right 
to to believe in what they believe in, period. Maybe if I have any criticism, it's like, man, take that shit off the social media because you you can get Jay's number. You can get Jay's got guys around him that are very close, confidence, confidants that you can get to where you can um, set up meetings or have dialogue. There's ways to have this happen. Um, I have no tolerance for the people in the community that are choosing upsides. This is not the time to choose upsides. Yeah, I share that sentiment, but I also would, I offer one criticism and I don't like doing this on the mic. I think Cap need to start speaking for itself. I think Cap gotta, he gotta start doing, if you, let's put it, let, I understand, look, Ness is your girl, and I think that, I think that obviously behind any strong man, eventually you're gonna need a strong woman. Seems like he's found that, and that's great, and that's that's cool. I may not agree with the with the way that she's supporting him, but I but I think it's dope that they're together and they see things at least it, it, on this particular subject through the same prism. But I think Cap has to become has to start speaking up a little bit more and speaking up directly. That's all. I agree with that, and I would also add to that that. If your man is not talking, then you shouldn't be talking. For sure. But hey, you know, that's that's how they're that, rolling. And I'm not saying that that's on a gender. I'm not I'm not saying that from a gender perspective. I'm saying from a if y'all are in this together, then y'all should rock together. Like don't because you're just complicating his life. Well, and also just from just fall literally just fall back. I think I think that it you y'all should be taking the arrows together. Because when she can't, when she comes out with her tweets, a lot of times they're she not takes, her arrows though. She takes. I'm just saying she's taking a lot of that criticism. Yeah. And you should. I think you should come out and just just because I, it's obvious. They're. I don't think they're just flying off the handle saying these things. No, they, they be at the. Yeah, they be at the crib. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> they be talking. You know, like Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yeah. Style, they, you know, <laughs> you know they talking, but it's like you know, just man. Just hey, grab it. grab your phone. Yeah. Like, you know not, yeah. Stop with the retweet. Stop yeah. with the repost. And stop yeah. with the yeah. Bro. I agree with that. Like, get off of all of that. It's use man. Use somebody's phone number. Like, stop yeah. with the tech. Like, stop with the, the social media. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, hey Jay Z, how you doing? Let's let's talk I'm a little. Let's, let's get let's squeeze a little sports into our sports talk show, our sports uh, uh, podcast here. Um, a little uh, football, real quick, because as we're getting into what right now we're in the third week of um, the preseason, and historically, for you know, for those that don't know, this has always been the um, the dress rehearsal. Like the when I was when I was coming up, in fact. The, the first team would play all the first half and probably a series or two into the third quarter and then come out of the game. It was the most like a real game. And a um, couple strange things are happening that we're seeing happening right now because the owners and the players are negotiating a new CBA. And one of the things that they're talking about, uh, CBA is the collective bargaining agreement. And one of the things they're talking about is sort of eliminating uh, the preseason games because they're just like, they're just, there's just more risk than reward in terms of injury. Um, so getting to a couple of the games last night, one of the one of the things that happened, and it's not really funny, um, the the NFL always is trying to extend their brand. So they went up to Winnipeg to play a game in uh in uh in Canada. And the field was in terrible condition, particularly in the end zone area. So they decided to just play on an eighty yard field, which is something I had never seen before. Um, and one of the teams had already committed to not playing any starters. I forget which one, if it was the Raiders. Or I think it was Oakland. Oakland had already yeah. committed and left yeah. 
They left 24 players back, back yeah, in, in California. Yeah. And then, um, but the, the, the Packers, who were actually going to play Aaron Rodgers uh, a couple of quarters or a couple of series at least, um, decided not to put their players out on the, on the field. So uh, you have that. We have Cam Newton getting hurt in the game. What looks to be a minor injury, but he was walking in a boot, a headscarf, but also a walking boot. Yeah, he be doing that. Very confusing. Yeah, I, like Cam, I, I told you, look out for the for the mental illness. I'm not saying it is, but that could be the early onset of some <laughs> early CTE. Confusing. I was know? I was confused looking at that. But the point being, um, that might be the point. The point. Like, well, the point being, uh, remember the, I mentioned like we'd be here ten years from yeah. now, like Cam was naked in the middle <laughs> of West End Mall. <laughs> like it started back then. Yeah. Um, but here's what's going on. Teams are eliminating preseason games even on their own, even without the league mandating it. And I don't know if our listeners know this either. The teams charge full price for preseason That's why the owners don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. They're they're charging full price for their tickets, and they make it a part of your season ticket package. So if you buy the eight home games, you also have to buy the two preseason games as part of the package for the same price. So – it's a real point of contention. The coaches don't really want the players exposed, but the young players on the roster actually want to play because they want to earn a team. They want to make the team and earn a check. So it's a little bit of a dilemma. What are your thoughts on not just this preseason, because preseason is whatever. We don't have to spend a lot of time talking about what happened on the field because none of it means anything in two weeks. But what about just the idea of preseason going away, what it was when you were a kid versus what it is now? Well, just, it's, I mean, when I was a kid, I ain't know no better. Like, oh, well, they, they, they own. Started owning, yeah, when <laughs> you, you first started understanding the game. They own. Oh, yo, who is, you know, Bubby yeah. Brister? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, now, turns out he ended up starting. But you, you're watching these these games, and you just see the helmets. And now, as you get older, you start to realize, you know, they're, they're really for, you know, your third and fourth string guys. Right. Do, is, you know, are there some gems in there? Yeah. Uh, what, but I just, the goofiness of some of this stuff, though, like, why are y'all in Winnipeg? Well, they take that. They take oh, it. Oh man, man, oh man, stop doing that dumb shit. Don't take that to up up to Winnipeg. You know what I like? You know what would be dope if they like took it to like you know a rec park or like you know somewhere in the inner city and like had the game there instead of because they only have they only draw like you know eight nine thousand people sometimes less than that. Take that to take the take that to an inner. I watch that. But I ain't gonna watch it. Why are you in Winnipeg? I don't care. Winnipeg. What you is they? Answer the question. They the Canucks. What is they? Is it the Canucks the up there? The Jets? They used to be the, the Winnipeg Jets when like when they I don't know. Hockey. I don't know what they are. But I don't care. You want about me to that. answer the question? No, because I know you're question? Because I know you're gonna try to say something yeah. and try to make it make because sense. Because it's a real thing. They it's need like, to take it to the they need to bring it back. It's the same to reason the, people go, the, why do they have games in London? To the black neighborhood. Because they're trying to expand the brand. You're extending the brand. Yeah, screw that. No. Screw that. Them folks up you in Winnipeg don't care about that. Why, why they got to no, move man. into a new... Oh, it was in Winnipeg now. So some little some little white kid, nine years old, like, I think I want to play. I think I want to play football. Oh, I think I like... I think I'm going to start cheering for Green Bay now. Ho-ho. I'm going to put down my hockey stick. You Damn know that, that. No. You know that turns into new licensing, television deals, jersey sales. It's like it's like 3,000 people in Winnipeg. Like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we saying? Like bring bring that hey they, they should have had that game in the West End. You know what you're, you're, you know what you're not Green in, you know what you're not auditioning for right now <laughs> is a job in the NFL. Like <laughs> I think that's you go into the interview and go, damn that brand extension. 
in Winnipeg. Uh, this is over. Yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I like y'all. Yeah, hey, I mean, if that's the case, then you know, I had I had a shit down in damn Sao Paulo. It's like it's like seven hundred seven hundred million Brazilian people down there. I think. What, yeah, uh, what, I think after always, the fire go out, after the fire go out, don't do it now though. I think they're always trying to extend the brand. I think to answer your question, um, and and particularly. Where there's like preseason games where there's nothing really at stake in terms of logistics. You got to fly to Winnipeg. Like, as a, it's not like, that yeah. far, bro. I'm just saying, sound far as hell. Like, it, because you really, because, because you the, really need because, to get out look, more. Because look, the sounding really of the farness more. adds to the actual length. Like, Winnipeg. Just because you've yo, not been there Winnipeg, and you don't know how long the flight that is. That shit sound like Antarctica. <laughs> Like Winnipeg, like, I, I, I have no, <laughs> I can't, I can't. You don't know where Winnipeg at? What you a geographer? I've never been now? there. Yeah. <laughs> it's in our hemisphere, bro. Like, come on. You don't know where it's at, though. How you get there? Give me the it's directions. North. <laughs> we the north. We the north. Um, uh, on the field a little bit. Uh, I did want to bring up. Um, I want to talk about Daniel Jones only because he's the quarterback in New York, and I'm always trying to. Uh, I have my little thing. I have my like my little anti New York thing. Like New Yorkers tend to overstate everything about what they do and what they are. I love my New York friends, but y'all are sometimes obnoxious. So on draft day, you guys took the New York Giants took a quarterback that nobody thought they should take, including me, out of Duke University. That people started saying, "Oh, he reminds me of a Manning. He reminds me and and, and the good Manning at that." Uh, Peyton, and they ro- he got roasted. They got roasted for choosing this guy, and this guy's been playing lights out in the uh, preseason. He's challenging Eli uh, and pushing them into what I think is going to be way more of a difficult decision because of what happened in Cleveland last year. You know, in Cleveland last year, like his, his, historically it's always sort of been like your first-round quarterback, you let him sit, especially when you got a veteran that can, you know, keep the keep the ship steady. And that's what happened for the first few games in Cleveland last year. And it cost Hugh Jackson his job ultimately when they took out uh, Tyrod Taylor and put in Baker Mayfield. I think that is going to be looming when the Giants have to make a decision about one, who's going to be their starter and how long do they stay with Eli Manning. Now, Eli Manning's got a lot more equity in the city of New York built up than Tyrod Taylor had in Cleveland. He's got two Super Bowls there. He's a Manning, for Christ's sakes. He deserves the right to be able to go out on his own terms, but they have a guy pushing him, a guy who's completed 83% of his passes in uh, in preseason. Uh, Why do you know that? Cause Why I watched, do you know preseason? Um, 83%. Two touchdowns, been sacked twice. Um, I didn't know that. I'm supposed to be the stat man. <laughs> uh, I don't know that. But, nah, I, but I also don't put a lot of stock in any of that. And, and, and as you shouldn't, but – the on the flip side, flip it. If he was completing twenty seven percent of his passes and four interceptions, uh uh-uh. uh, everybody would be let's, like, let's, "See, let's, I don't know why they take." Hey, it. let's flip it one more time. If he was black, I'm like, "I need to start that boy." Eighty three percent. I know every single stat. Sure. I know. I know yeah, all back of it. Back to college, everything. It's like it's like so terrible of me. Like, um, if he was black, so you got that. You got that issue brewing. So just keep your eye on that, uh, uh, football fans, but particularly New York fans. I. I know y'all were really against the pick, and now I know y'all are flipping going. They need to go ahead and Ready, get start a look, man. Well, start I, think, him, I see it playing out. I don't think Eli's job is in jeopardy at all. I think that he'll start, and it'll be similar to the uh, Lamar Jackson Baltimore situation where 
hey, if you play well, you'll you'll be in. You'll you'll eventually and, find and your then way if to the he field. yeah, and yeah. if he oh no, I'm saying if Eli Manning plays well, then he'll he'll be there. And if and if it'll and obviously we know the problems with the line. We know that. But when you the man you start. You can't come up with all of these excuses all the time. You have to figure out a way to get it done. You gotta right. just get the job done. So I see. So and if so, if Eli struggles like he did last year, Daniel Jones will be in sometime, probably a little bit before midseason. Right. You know. But if he if he comes out and he has a good season and he's you know completing you know three to one touchdown ratio somewhere around there, they're winning a couple ball games. Then. Hey, but even know, if they're, I would say this though, if they're if if he's playing well and they're not winning enough, they still gonna take him out. Because uh, you got to get that guy. Well, you got to. You, you might have to justify right. that draft. The, the problem is is very simple. It's this is not like this is not like you know the early nineties, late two thousands where you could take a Steve McNair or Aaron Rodgers and he sits for two or two, three, three years. years. This yeah. is not that. This is not. Yeah. We passed that. You know yeah. when you take a guy with we the first that. pick, the first yeah. round pick, the the owners are putting pressure on you to play him. The fans obviously are putting pressure on you to play sure. the guy. And it's just it's just pressure, 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 pressure. And yeah. so because they because it's the novelty of having that new thing, whether or not he works, they still want to see it. Eli Manning has been in that city for a long time. A lot of that fan base is growing tired of just seeing number ten go back out there and do those things. And, and I think he gets blamed for a lot of things that are wrong with the team as a whole. Sure. I, like, oh no, I'm an Eli guy. Yeah, me too. I'm an Eli guy. I saw him play last night. He played great. Had a touchdown dropped. I saw these. I, I saw this. But at the same time. You know, me being obviously what we could do, our buzzword a pragmatist, you look at it and you go, Hey man, it's been a minute though since they'd had some you yeah. know, some real but it's also been a minute since playoffs, Strahan playoff and, success, yeah. you know. But so that, that you could correlate that to when Strahan was there and, and, and uh you know, those defensive linemen and JPP and mm-hmm. you know before he blew his fang off. Yeah, blew before that firecrackers. And, and my man from Notre Dame. Whose yeah. name is escaping me right now? It was one of the one of the guys in the uh, NASCAR package when they was winning Super Bowls. Like, right, right. Oh yeah. After, yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, look, look, look. We, I'm with you, Eli. You know, um, I thought the pick was kind of crazy. I thought they should have taken Dwayne Haskins. Um, I guess everybody thinks that though. I, I, so I'm not any different. Yeah, I thought they should have taken Dwayne Haskins. But we'll, well see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. No, like it's one of those. We'll see how it all plays out. Got to see how it all plays out. I know you hate that, but sometimes I do. You I do. Yeah, but you can't. But you just, do. No, in this situation, have to watch oh, it. You can't just decide in your brain that this is what it is. Sometimes, if I if I see something, I mean, see something, say <laughs> uh, something. I see, but that doesn't mean it is what it is. <laughs> I see something. Okay. Um, I think um, as of where we are right now, and this can change by the time we air. Uh, there was an offer for Zeke that was out that they said would make him uh, top two or three paid running backs in the league. I don't know if they're going to get anything done over the weekend, but uh, hopefully uh, Zeke gets into camp because I don't really think he's in a good position to sit out. Like it's very different than Le'Veon Bell, who had already gotten the uh, the franchise and the whole nine. There was a little bit different circumstances. I think people are sort of equating those two situations, but I think they're very different. Um, Zeke is trying to get to that next uh, that next deal. Yeah, yeah, I think and he needs to play. Yeah, uh, or at least I think I think you always stand a better chance in the negotiating at the negotiating table just being there. Yeah, you know, because because we always well, we you and I always talk about uh, from time to time on the phone, pull up face to face. Yeah, you can get a lot done with the face to face as yeah. opposed to sometimes over the phone is cool. And obviously, we, you and I are not big text guys. Right, you know, we like to just. Let's get it. Let's hammer yeah, this thing out. Let's talk know? it through. I mean, how many deals have you hammered out going up into a hotel room with the label, getting in there, crunching it? You None know, on you text know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying to face to face. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, put it this way. They start face to face. 
you know, sometimes they finish in in offices. But if you can iron out the yeah, big, yeah, absolutely. you got to do you're that. Trying to and you're not, and you're not separate because you're angry. You're yeah. just separate because you have other business to handle. And I think you come together because you really want to get it done, and both sides really want to get it done. On, on that note, too, I think that Melvin Gordon, I think Melvin Gordon's in trouble. Man, I think he's in trouble because the team seems to literally be moving on. Like if we don't have him, we don't have. Him. Damn it, Melvin. We talked about this. Yeah. Your name is Melvin. Yeah. And another problem, in addition to his name being Melvin, is he got most of his money. He can, It's a $10 million contract. He got most of his money up front. Right. Now, I don't know if he got any of that left, because this season he's due to make $5 million. So you can do the math on a $10 million, $10.6 million yeah. contract. He's supposed to make $5 million, so equal to the, what he made the first three years, three or four yeah. years. So he's about to make $5 million. So unless he got any... Money left, and have you seen? Have you seen his hair? He got this like super woke, nah, but saying. but it's got a style with it. It's styled. It's like a woke, but it's styled. And <laughs> he got three blonde dreads. I haven't seen that. Man, he got three blonde dreads, and I just know that that's gonna take a lot of shea butter. I know it go through a whole container. <laughs> A shea butter, just trying to get the right amount of <laughs> moisturized in there, and I so I know just based off that alone, he gonna have to come into camp. He got to come into camp, because um, the thing is, he might not even be special. Facts, oh. not even be special. Well, he, he's, he's had four seasons. Um, his best season is eleven hundred and five yards. He's been under a thousand three of those years. One just under a thousand nine ninety seven. He's had last year was his big year, which is why he's at the table trying to renegotiate. Well, he only rushed for like eight, he rushed eight, eight, he rushed, he rushed for eight hundred yards yeah. in eleven games. So his his uh, but he was hurt. His per game rate was the second yeah. best in his career. Uh, but he had ten touchdowns running, four receiving, uh, and he did a little bit more damage out of the, the the most damage that he's done out of the backfield as a receiver in his career. All that being said, it's not Zeke. No, no they're no, not no, Zeke no. numbers. It's not. They're not Zeke. They're not Zeke. And and he doesn't mean to them what Zeke means to the Cowboys. Well, and and and, and again, he can come in and get that five million and be an unrestricted free agent. And be agent. an unrestricted free agent and go go play with a team that's but willing you to think, write you the biggest check. So you think though, I, I when I was looking at this last night, you think that um given the fact that he he I did he did miss five games last year, it it is putting it's actually maybe provided some sense of urgency for him to try to get the deal done because I was hurt. And then it's probably caused some reluctancy on San Diego's side. Well, you were hurt, <laughs> you know? 100%. So it's like he's he's trying to drive this stake into the ground. They're like, man, you know, if maybe if he would have played all 16, he would have had a better, some right. more leverage going into this thing. Right. But, but given the fact that, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he missed five games, uh, you know, he's he put himself a little bit in a, in a bind. So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Real quick, before we get out of here, I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about this Patrick Chung. You see this Patrick oh, Chung Patrick. Stunk story? Did you, did you did you read the story? I did read it. I read the story. Yeah, I read it. What, what were your thoughts? Because it, it seemed it seemed kind of shady to me. Man, Pat, I guess uh, they the police were called to his house, right, on a disturbance. No, it wasn't. Not, a I'm sorry, not a disturbance. A service, a service call. call. Service call. Because one of the neighbors thought there might be a break in. Now that part, I don't, I don't. I don't know I, if I heard that, but I, but, yeah, but it, right, it wasn't a disturbance. It, it was a, a service call. And yeah. They showed up, and they found some cocaine. They found some China White. Irony, Patrick Chung, China White. Anyway, they found they found, they found China White is the street name for cocaine. See, I 
You didn't know that? No. Yeah, that China White. What? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I've been in the suburbs. I'm smiling a little too hard saying <laughs> China White. <laughs> yeah, so 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 this is uh so the Patriots are carrying on an extension of their off season legal woes, starting with Mr. Kraft and uh knowing where all the, the good the owner. Yeah, Mr. Kraft knowing where all the good massage parlors is and Patrick Chung got the powder, so they got prostitutes and cocaine. But the, cra- just, but the crazy thing is... Which, we've been reading the Patriots all wrong. Maybe we should probably, like, and then that may be the reason why they've been winning. You think about Dallas, when was they winning? Cocaine? Prostitutes. Prostitutes? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it Lawrence was, Taylor. Yeah. When was he sacking the quarterback every other play? Yeah. Cocaine? Yeah. Prostitutes? Yeah. That what the Falcon might need to get this on. Hey, this one seems shady to me, though. Um, because this happened back in June. Yeah. And the police came in, found cocaine. Did not arrest allegedly, him. Did not arrest him. And then just indicted him like last week. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, in August. That's right. Yeah, they indicted him. So last it's kind of like, where is this coming from? But I'm but okay. Okay. But but, they, but then they indict him, but Robert Kraft is on camera getting a rub and tug by somebody who had been sold into trafficking. <laughs> like <laughs> Like in a trafficking dead ass, in yeah, a, in yeah, a, in, no, a, he, in a sex trafficking ring, yeah, yeah, he pulled up, and to somehow the, they've managed to to push that off to the side and create a cocaine case. Well, but 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 the the cocaine the cocaine case has been slow moving. Do you think that that has anything to do? Super slow moving. Yeah. So you know, and so, I was like, and man, why were you even over there in the first place? Yeah, but I'm saying, why you got the cocaine? Because he came in, he was indicted. Like he he had the powder there. And I always do. We know that though. Well, well, okay. Well, what well, they found it in his house. Okay, but they so didn't arrest they him. Did, immediately. They didn't arrest him, but he was there. Well, they would. Well, I read. I, I read the arrest report. Yeah. So he was there. Uh, they left. Now I don't know why they didn't arrest him because, generally speaking, from what I understand, they find the powder. You got to go to jail. That's the contraband. You that, think? Yeah. It, it ain't like this. You know, CBD oil. You know what I'm saying? Right. This This real hardcore. You know, uh, Rick James stuff. Yeah. So I think. I just think I don't understand. I, oh, this is a side note. We may be running long on this, but I okay. If I always thought if I was people take cocaine and drugs to feel like a champion, to feel like a million dollars, you already won three Super Bowls. Like I figure you rolling over. Exactly. I'm just saying you rolling over out the out the out the threesome, looking at your Super Bowl rings, checking your whole bank account statement. That should make you feel high. Already, I mean, like, I don't like what because because I want to if I get that to that level, I want to remember everything. Like Rob, you, I'm I'm not drinking nothing, snorting nothing. You know, you remember? Do you remember the threesome in at Cabo? Yep, we were at Ricardo's El Loco El Caliente Cantina. It was two thirty three a.m. It was Why Roxana and Rainer. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna remember every. You remember your thirteenth threesome? Yeah, we was on the way to the stadium. Yeah, it was, and we pulled wow. over. I'm going to remember wow. everything. I don't want any inebriants to, uh, to distort my reality because I'm already worth a million dollars in the champion. Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it. But like you said, like you pointed out earlier, a lot of those players perform well on that. Oh, yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. So, but and they be winning. They be yeah. winning. Like they be so. So there might be a correlation. If, Maybe if, that's why they were winning. Maybe Dan Quinn, been... if you can hear me, let's lighten up on the cocaine restrictions. <laughs> and with that said, that's that's a good place to probably break. Um, 
<laughs> like I always we'll just say, see how it works out. You know, like I always say, you can uh, you can check out our podcast any place that you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, in particular, um, in uh, any place else that uh, that that services those as well. Um, what we'd like for you, for you to actually really do is come check us out and see this whole production in, in its entirety on YouTube uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as always, you can reach us on our, uh, our hotline, which is area code 404-500-9017. You can text or leave uh, voice messages there. Um, Rob, was there any other thing you wanted to get out about? You want to tell us anything about cocaine before we get there? No, educate us a not, little bit more. Not Is there online. any other street names not, that, we, uh, that it goes by? Fish scale. China White. <laughs> uh, Yayo. I think I've heard Yayo. <laughs> yeah. Tony Yayo was a rapper that was in. I did not know. The uh, uh, what the G unit. Yeah. He I, wasn't very good at it, but he was in there, and he, I'm sure he probably had a good time. Now, hey, Tony Yayo, if you listen to this, I, 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 I you all right. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we're out. <laughs> Tune in next Dude, week. It's awesome, Tony. <laughs> Yo, come in next week and, <laughs> and check us out on Stat Lines Matter. Matter. Peace. Peace.